and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat, and this is November 8th, Election Day. Today is the day where we can stop and save our country from the falling into a tyranny the likes of which has not been seen in the history of this country. Today is the day we can stem the tide against um, total uh, control of communist dictatorship in this country. That is what is at stake. Democracy is at stake in this election. That is true. But the threat to democracy is not the Republicans. The threat to democracy is the entire um, illegal activity of the Democratic Party. And once again, we must understand that governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Okay, we are in a situation now where um, that as experience has shown us that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable. But that comes a point, it will soon come a point, when these evils that we are suffering under the over the threat to religious freedoms, the threats of censorship against free speech, the, uh, the threat to our personal property through uh, Gestapo-type actions of the IRS who target conservatives because they are conservative, which did, has happened, which is the militarization of the FBI um, to target uh, political appointments to the Democratic Party, all of these things, and government control of social media to basically limit information and to alt to interfere in elections. These are all things that have been happening by the Democrats with documented proof of voter fraud. There has been several people arrested that, f that have admitted to committing ballot harvesting, voter fraud, illegal votes. All these things are happening. Okay, so that is the issue. The threat to democracy is the Democratic Party. These evils are becoming unsufferable. Okay, but, but when a long train of abuses and assertions pursuing invariable the same object invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. And that is the situation we are in in this country. We are at a turning point. We are at a turning point to where do you want our country, our republic, our constitution to survive? If you want our constitution, the freedoms that we have in, this, in, in the Bill of Rights, the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the, the right to keep and bear arms, the, the freedom to be secured in your papers and your property, okay, against unreasonable search and seizure, seizure. The FBI seized a man, a senator's phone, because he called a former president of the United States. Just a phone conversation gave them, thought that they had the right to seize his phone to find out what who his campaign contributors are, to dig into his, to, illegally. This, this is political targeting. 
okay? There is evidence to prove that they have manipulated um, information, have lied on, on to court, they have lied before Congress. These things have happened by the FBI. The FBI now is a joke. The FBI now has no legitimacy whatsoever. I don't trust the FBI on anything, and I will never trust the FBI until there is a widespread cleaning house within the FBI. When there is when there is oversight over their actions, the same thing with this hunt, this eighty-seven thousand armed armed IRS agents. We don't need 87,000 armed IRS agents. What we need is 87,000 Border Patrol agents. That's what's needed. That's what's needed. For a third time for people in California and millennials, that, that is what's needed. Today is election day. Today is the day where we, can, where we can have a red tsunami, where we can stop this. We can stand in the breach against tyranny. We can stand in the breach against absolute depotism. We can stand in the breach to keep America, the golden city on the hill, the place where liberty and freedom reign. Because where do we go if not here? When liberty is lost here, where do we go? Where do we go? That's the question. That's the question. And the question is about your vote. Are you better off today than you were two years ago? Inflation rate when Biden became president was 1.4%. It's 8.4% now. Okay? Gas was $2. It's now almost $4. In California, it's 6 Okay, we have less than 23 days of, fo- of, of diesel fuel, which is what's used to tr- transport food, agriculture, trucking, groceries. Okay, the supply chain is completely, totally messed up. The, it, not one person in this administration is competent at their job. Not one person. Okay, and then today, then Biden said his closing argument for this election is no more drilling and we're going to shut down the coal industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go to the horse and buggy. Okay, let's 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 take a first world country and reduce them to it to a 17th century technology because the, this EV cars who's can afford that? The cheapest one is $60,000. It costs three times the cost to charge an EV than it does gas. 87% of the, char- of the power needed to charge a car is created by fossil fuels. And you want to, well, it's better for the environment. Actually, it's not. The mining operations for the cobalt and lithium do more environmental damage than fracking does. Okay, that's a fact as well. Okay, so these are the situations. Now, see, I got a call. Okay, now that that's the situation. Now I have um, I, it is voting day, and I haven't voted. I have my ballot right here which they sent the ballots out, which I don't approve of. 
and um, I did not fill it out because I don't mail it in. I take it in and I have them destroy it and I have them hand me a new ballot to vote in person because I believe that mail-in ballots is, is the gateway to voter fraud as a person who's had their vote stolen three times in three different elections through absentee balloting. Yes, it does happen. It's called ballot harvesting and it's illegal. Now, um, I'm going to, let's see, there's the governor, there's a Republican I'm voting for. The lieutenant governor, a Republican I'm voting for. The secretary of state, a Republican I'm voting for. The controller, a Republican. Um, the treasurer, a Republican. The attorney general, a Republican. Uh, insurance commissioner, a Republican. Um, board of examiners, a uh, Republican. And then there's a bunch of stuff, and then we get into, you know, some measures and some... Um, propositions, um, you know, there's one here that is basically, um, it's Proposition 30. It is a punitive tax on um, the wealthy in the state of California um, for to promote zero emissions. <laughs> and it's a punitive tax for the wealthy people in California that will pay it. The problem is, is that the wealthy people are leaving the state because of the high taxes. So let's put another punitive tax on the wealthy people in California. They fire their employees and they leave the state. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. It also goes with insanity. It also goes with insanity. So we're going to be right back with the headline news segment, so stay tuned for that. to the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. This is Scott Harris, your Constitutional Patriot. And I have to pause just for a quick, quick, quick second. Okay, we're back. I had a little technical difficulty situation that had to be dealt with. Um, I, had, uh, I had something on mute that shouldn't have been on mute. Okay, here we go with the, um, the Tea Party policy chat headline news segment, and, and today we're having Tower of London um, tea, tea blend in the Let's Go Brandon Dr. Seuss Cup. It says, let's hold it up to the screen. There you go, Dr. Seuss. It says, let's go Brandon. I do not like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your sun on blow. I do not like you, Sleepy Joe. 
So that is the cup that we're having for our Tea Party policy chat on Election Day, November 8th in the year of the Lord, 2022. And we are going to get to um, basically um, more personal attacks and attacks on re conservative Republicans from the insanity of the left. And the person, the insane person that we're going to be dealing with um, now is is the the queen of in, of insanity, Hillary Clinton. Let's go. And this is this is brought to us by Sean Hannity from Fox News. Here we go. All right, we head now to the state of Arizona. Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake and Senate candidate Blake Masters. They are continuing to put Democrats into panic mode. And there he was, the anointed one, Barack Obama, out in Arizona. Pretty angry on the campaign trail this time. See, um, um, during the Obama administration, the governor of Arizona at the time was a ba was not somebody. Basically, did not want Obama there. Was very anti-Obama. Was very anti-socialist. Was very anti his illegal activities and his unconstitutional policies. So um, there's that. And I have I have said numerous times on on. Uh, the Constitutional Patriot podcast, how during the Obama administration, his anti-Semitic statements against Benjamin Netanyahu, particularly, I found, I personally found very offensive. And I personally, I personally called the Israeli embassy in D.C. and as an American citizen, apologized for basically the anti-Semitic behavior of Barack Hussein Obama. Okay, I did that on two separate occasions. Moving on. I'm campaigning against them earlier today. Here with reaction, gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. She has a, a pretty big lead over her opponent. And also Blake Masters, who got some great news this week. Not only did the libertarian that was running for the Senate in Arizona drop out of the race, but the, that libertarian candidate endorsed Blake Masters. Uh, good to see you both. Carrie, let me start with you. I'm sure you're... Okay, I have to say... Uh, Rachel's Campus Duffy is absolutely correct. Look at, look at um, Carrie Lake. I mean, her lighting is perfection. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's like it, it, it. She has a lighting studio following her around. I mean, I agree with her on that. I agree with her. Okay, moving on. You're all upset that Barack Obama went out there to <laughs> campaign against you. Oh, uh, first it was Liz Cheney last week, and I just laughed that off, and now I'm living rent-free in Barack Obama's mind, and then Eric Holder today. But I was a little concerned today, I'm going to be honest, when I saw Hillary Clinton bad-mouthing me, <laughs> and she looked... Ooh, Hillary Clinton, you know, as a member, uh, a proud member of the vast right-wing conspiracy... Um, Miss Lake, you have Mrs. Lake, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. This woman is completely and totally insane. Okay, um, hashtag Hillary for prison. She looked angry and actually scared and and uh, just uh, completely unrelated. I want you to know, just in case you're wondering, I'm in perfect health. My brakes on my car are in good shape, and I'm not suicidal. And we're going to win this thing on Tuesday. <laughs> now, you joke about this, right? She's having to state this because it's not... It, the reason these jokes, she's saying this about she's not suicidal, breaks working, and all this other stuff, is because um, associated with the Clintons in their entire political career, 13 people have mysteriously died under strange circumstances. 
okay, like committing suicide with a bullet shot from the back of the head in, a, in an angle that's physically impossible to kill yourself from, um, a plane crash, um, you know, car, car, mysterious car accidents, you know, so the, see the, uh, with, with brakes not working that just came from the shop. These types of things have happened. So, you know, there's like 13 dead bodies associated with these Clintons. They are basically an organized crime syndicate. Seriously. So that's why she's saying that. And it's and it's said in jest, but, um, you know, sometimes what's said in jest um, hides a deeper truth. I, I think one of the things that has endeared you to the people of Arizona and around the country is you got a great sense of humor and you got a good comeback for everything. Uh, Blake Masters, this is big news for you because, look, in the polls that I was seeing, it was four, five, six percent the Libertarian was drawing. Um, those are votes against Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly is a rubber stamp for all things Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. He's been on the forefront of, of supporting every bit of the agenda that they are advocating, and he hasn't lived. See, um, he's, he's basically a good Democratic soldier. He does what he's told, when he's told to do it. He's, he's, given, a, he's given a speech written by, Republican, by, by, by an anti-Republican Democrat, and he says, say this, these talking points. He has probably no understanding of the topics that they're talking about, but he, he, he basically, he has the career to where he gives, that gives him credibility, but that credibility is, um, seriously, the fact, the way he votes and his political attitudes and behaviors since he basically, in my viewpoint, devalues um, his 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 work experience prior to that, his, you know, the, the military and astronaut, all that stuff, but that basically is devalued by his political viewpoints and his political stance because and the policies that he's endorsing actually devalue those agencies and that in those in those operations. Okay, so in and show in lack of support for those people, those people currently in those fields. So that's so that's something that I that's my opinion. Lifted a finger to secure the border uh, in your state. I would say now that you are the odds-on favorite because of this uh, endorsement. This is a big deal. It is a big deal, Sean. And um, you know, I'm honored that the Libertarian candidate. I think he graciously bowed out. Honored to have his endorsement. It's a good boost of momentum here, and we've got all the momentum in this race. Mark Kelly, he's floundering. He is desperate. I think Katie Hobbs is desperate, too. They're so desperate, they don't want to talk about their own ideas. Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is the Democratic governor candidate, um, and she, she's, she's so incompetent at debating or even expressing political intelligence or viewpoints expressing a viewpoint or an argument she could she refused to go to any of the democratic primary debates where she was debating other um, Democrats who are basically saying what is your and they're basically all saying the same thing but she cannot she is so incompetent at expressing a viewpoint she can't even express the Democrat talking points that they all share and then see what happens in a democratic debate is is basically they all agree 100% on this stupid leftist ideology and these stupid leftist policy positions. So what you're voting on, what you're picking out is which one can shovel this bullshit the best. 
that's what you're that is who you're picking which one has the ability to make this pile of dog poo sound legitimate the best that's what you're voting on it's none of their policies have ever worked i mean is is the economic evidence um for the past what i don't know 70 years or longer clearly show that the leftist democratic economic policies have never worked ever in the history of the country okay so 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 they're so that so full of justice warriors well let's look at that i mean that the social justice warriors the policy positions are basically um, if you want to get down to the letter of the law of the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights, they are basically unconstitutional because they regulate thought, belief, and per- personal behavior in such ways that are unconstitutional. Forcing people to use language that they don't want to use. Forcing people to, to, to say things and punishing them if they don't say the proper pronoun. You know, um, forcing them to read books that they don't want to read. Forcing medical treatments on children that the parents don't want those children to get those medical treatments. These types of Gestapo-esque things in the name of social justice warrior. This is, this is that woke crap that doesn't fly. And that if they actually get this crap before the Supreme Court, none of it would be legal. Okay, that's the issue that is that needs to be some common sense with this law saying that if you do not use this pronoun, forcing you to say this pronoun, we're going to fine you. You can't force somebody to use language. I have the right to say whatever I want. You can't force me to use, to basically use improper grammar just because you're offended. Well, so what? So what? You know, these are the things that this crap that they try to shovel, and and basically they want to get away with it because it's all about control. It's all about controlling you from, from, and, and they've started this brainwashing from early on childhood through the school system, and then they're, they're showing it now, is that you have school boards from the teachers' union, controlled by the teachers' union, who flat out say that parents do not have a right to know, to even look at, the curriculum being taught in their classrooms. That's not true. That's why every Republican endorses a parental bill of rights. Every Republican, and then we're not even getting on the crime here, but let's move on. Ideas. They don't want to talk about their own track record. So what do they do? They dust off Barack Obama. They drag this guy out of retirement to come and distract everybody, right? And he talks about how I we're dangerous. I think the reason he's angry is because... Is he out of retirement? Or is he the puppet master of the brain-dead puppet that is Joe, um, Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden, you know, does not make any decisions on his own. Right, he's not allowed to talk to the press. The Easter Bunny is in charge of that. So, so my question is now: Is the Easter Bunny the prophet master, or is it Barack Hussein Obama? Who is the Who is the one that basically types the words into the into the teleprompter? That or who want, who fills out who puts the paper in the binder for the press secretary? Who, who are making these decisions? Who are the ones that have to walk back 
or re-clarify something that the president misspoke on. Who is doing that? These are questions that need to be asked and answered. He likes his schedule. He doesn't feel like working every day. You know, he's mad they have to get up and do the, the work because Joe Biden can't do it. And nobody wants to be He barely showed up. They almost filled a high school gymnasium. They almost filled a high school gym. I mean, it was low energy. It was pathetic. Uh, you know. You know, here's the thing. They almost filled one side of a high school gymnasium where when Trump would hold a rally, he's getting like 20,000 people. <laughs> you know, he, he had one rally um, where he had 100,000 people show up. People from like nine states were driving there to be at this rally. So this is, this, is, this is the thing that is happening. Is like, is like we can't take this, this enthusiasm that we have for granted. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Because I'm wearing my red tsunami t-shirt today, people. Let's have a tsunami. Let's have a tsunami. You know, Kari, you said something that you take up a lot of space in people's heads. It's that a lot of politicians are afraid to speak their mind. You're not. And that, I think, has defined your race because I think the people in Arizona find it refreshing, frankly. Yeah, I think people, Sean, are tired of being silenced by the news, tired of being silenced by big tech, tired of uh, worrying about if they speak common sense, they're going to be canceled. And I'm seeing a lot of people who are just saying... Tired of being canceled. Um, I have been cancel cultured by LinkedIn. I have been permanently banned from LinkedIn for stating what just for stating that I am a for stating I am a victim of voter fraud, stating that my ballot was stolen in three elections during the Obama era, just stating that fact. I was permanently banned from LinkedIn. The same thing with YouTube. Okay, I was stating personal facts about me. Things that happened to me. Crimes that were committed against me. By stating those facts, I was permanently banned from LinkedIn and YouTube. Okay, that seems to understand something. Are we going to get to the point to where if you have a if you have a woman who wants to basically file a complaint of sexual assault against a powerful democrat that that person gets banned? Right? The kind of like what happened with the whole I don't know, the the whole uh um uh you know the actors and all that stuff that has happened in Hollywood. Where is, you know, so these are the types of things that needs to be understood. Are we going to say people, no, you're not, you can't make a challenge. You can't, you can't file a complaint against this Hollywood person or this powerful Democrat. You can't say that. You can't do that. We're going to cancel that. Oh, or, or if you're the son of the vice president who is committing massive amounts of crimes, you're going to cover up that. And any, anybody who dare mentions the facts of the situation, you're going to cancel their programs and deplatform them. Oh, that happened as well. And it was proven that the FBI knew that it was true, and they basically lied to cover it up. Okay, 
these types of situations need to be understood. Okay. This is the time for us to stand up and speak out. If we don't, it's going to be too late. And, and that's why we're seeing in our polling, the Latinos are coming our way, the soccer moms are coming our way, the suburban moms are coming our way. Are they leaving their Bogotas and their breakfast tacos? <laughs> Jill Biden's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the Jill Biden uh, classified um, their culture as Bogotas and breakfast tacos. I think she meant bodegas, and I don't know what she was talking about with the breakfast tacos. I don't, I don't know what, what she was thinking with that. Um, Mark Rubio's, Marco Rubio's reply is like, I think it said, it was Mark Rubio or somebody else, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Marco Rubio, he says, I'm, I'm a chorizo and egg burrito guy. Okay, so, okay. Um, I like chorizo and egg burritos breakfast burritos. I'll go with that. I go with that. There's actually one here um, at a, at a drive through place that's really good. I mean, it's scrambled eggs. It has uh, potato in it, sausage, bacon, and ham, and like lots of cheese and pico de gallo. I mean, it's a good breakfast burrito, right? I mean, and it's big, too. It's, gi it's ginormous, and it's relatively cheap. I mean, it's really good, um, you know. But uh, the the carbs of that tortilla is like thirty five carbs. That's why I can't have it. But it's really good. <laughs> because they're worried about real issues like crime, the wide open border, the fentanyl crisis, the brainwashing of their kids in school, and they realize this is the election when we can finally solve these problems. You know, one of the things that I noticed when I was out in Arizona with both of you. Is that, you know, this is the election where we can save our country. This is the election where we can save our country. You're, you're very much like a team. What, Kari, what you're going to do on the state level, and Blake, what you'll do in Washington, uh, really will complement, you know, service for the people in Arizona. You don't see that in every state. I, we just had it, we just saw it with uh, Governor Sununu and, and General Bolduck, who's now leading in that race. Uh, which is a surprise to a lot of people. But if you win your race, if Bulldog wins, if Herschel wins, if Oz wins, um, I mean, this could be a blowout, and, but yet they're all very close races. Blake, what's your take? You know, I think we could easily end up with 54 Senate seats here, if not more. And it is important, right? When I'm in the Senate, I'm going to be working with Governor Kerry Lake. You know, Kerry Lake's going to pull power back from Washington, D.C. to the states. Well, I'm going to help uh, push that power back from, you know, from D.C. to the states. We have See, the, the Democrats keep saying, ooh, democracy at stake, democracy at stake. Um, during the Trump administration, he returned more power to the states and local level than any other president. Um, when it came to the crime, when, when you had these BLM riots and these Antifa riots, he offered assistance but from the federal government. And he said he will not go into a state unless the governor and the mayor um, allow it. And in some places they did say, yes, please come in. And he restored peace in less than a half an hour. In other places like Portland and Seattle, they refused it and they had... Um, cities burning down for months. You still have the city of Portland and the city of Seattle completely controlled by Antifa. Okay, so these are the situations that you're dealing with. Okay, and the difference between the 
the, the pro-constitutional republic democracy movement of the Republican Party and the conservatives versus the, the authoritarian dictatorship control um, of the left who is using BLM and uh, Antifa to destroy this country to establish, as, as Justin Trudeau said that COVID-19 was the catalyst to which we can destroy capitalism and institute a communist utopia. Worldwide communist utopia. If you had a worldwide communist utopia, it would be under the control of the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so that is, that is what is at stake here. And that is, that is why you have BLM, which is Black Lives Matter, which is, as defined on their website, as a Marxist revolutionary organization. And you have Antifa, who basically claims that they're anti-fascist, but every policy position they've endorsed, every political action they've endorsed, every political candidate they, they have supported has been a fascist, a national socialist communist. And that's what that is. So they are full of 100% dog poo. Moving on. To work together. It helps that we're friends. It helps that we're uh, running on this America first agenda, right? And our opponents are so bad. Katie Hobbs is probably the worst candidate in the country, second <laughs> maybe really only to John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I agree. And Mark Kelly's right there with them. I mean, this guy votes in. Well, at least Fetterman showed up for a debate. No, he was terrible and he sucked, but um, Hobbs is, is too much of a coward to even show up to her own party debate. Lockstep for Joe Biden's agenda. What kind of guy promises the good people of Arizona to be an independent, only to get to D.C. and surrender to Chuck Schumer and vote for open borders and fentanyl and 300,000 illegals coming through every month? Sorry, this guy needs to be fired, and that's what we're going to do next Tuesday. You get the Praise be to Jesus, and, let, and dear Lord Jesus, let that happen today. Um, I pray that the voters in Arizona uh, vote for, um, for uh, Blake and Lake. Um, in, in their fight to save this country. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. The last 20 seconds, Carly Lake. Well, I, I think we have a real opportunity, Arizona, to get things back on track here. Everyone wants a secure border. Everybody wants safe streets, and they know I'm going to be working for the people of Arizona. Thank you, Sean, for having us on. It's God bless her, and God bless Blake. Okay, now, now we're going to, to where... This was um, yesterday. This was uh, that happened yesterday. This is um, how she deals with a heckler. Okay, I love this. It's like let's check, let's check this out. This is this is exciting. Covering it, and then on day one, this bumbling fool walks into the White House. Once he finds the front door, which took him a while. Okay, I have to go back. There we go. And then on day one, this bumbling fool. Walks into the White House once he finds the front door, which took him a while. And in the first 10 minutes of his administration, Joe Biden pulled back all of that. All of One company. That's who... Okay, um... Okay, that is... Okay, I have... Commercials, really, commercials. Wrote and bankrolled. Okay, so that's... that's There we go. Um, so, the, um... The, the... The Biden, what he, what she's referred to, referring to, is that Joe Biden, on his first day, repealed all of the decisions 
protecting us Arizonans. He exposed our families to the cartels and the crime. He caused this fentanyl crisis. Yes, he did. Yes, he He did. Like, let's, let's go back to that. Let's go back. Here we go. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He caused this fentanyl crisis. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You don't think Joe Biden caused it? I'd, lo I'd love to argue that guy. Ooh, bring him up. Bring him up. I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a discussion with that guy. Bring him up. Bring See, him up. See, this is how delusional the other side is. This is how delusional they are. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Oh. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. See, the left, they, they basically have no conceptual framework of reality. They don't know the facts. They only know the talking points. But when you confront them with actual facts, right, actual verifiable facts, they fall apart and become hostile. Okay, this happened to me when I was in college. Um, I was debating economic uh, policy with a um, African American studies professor um, from Fresno City College. And when I provide, when I basically recited Bureau of Economic Statistic data that basically destroyed every statement he made that proved that he was a liar and completely ignorant of the situation. He just stopped off and said I was racist and walked off. I didn't say anything racist. What I said is that I said that during the African American community makes more money when Republicans are in power. That's an economic fact. Okay? That's an economic fact and he didn't like it. He, he basically, me stating a fact was racist. How is stating a economic fact that's verifiable by the Bureau of Economic Statistics, how is that racist? I don't know. Moving on. Go back to the basement and get on Twitter. Oh, I love this. Oh, she is so good. So, hey, listen. He doesn't, you know what, I, I don't even, I'm not mad at him because they've been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed. Joe Biden pulled back in a border policy. That's it. That, that's it. That's what we're going on with. That is so cool. That is so cool. And remember that it is, it is November 8th. It is election day. Red tsunami, baby. Red tsunami. Get out and vote. Vote Republican from everything from dog catcher to senator to governor to Congress. We have to save our country. I beg you, dear Lord Jesus, let the red wave hit. Um, thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless you all, and goodbye.